the worst thing is like an Edmonton, Alberta run eviction because no one wants to live here in the first place. So like, what are they <laughs> doing? It? Yeah, it's a city of champions. Uh, I support Edmonton, all of our endeavors. The fortunate thing is they're basically like giving apartments away. Like every time I go in, they're like, "You can have a first month free, last month free. What do you need? We can negotiate." Like they're they're very. Yeah, but unfortunately, the 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 downside of that is you have to continue to live in Edmonton. <laughs> Yeah, city of Gretzky. I've never city been there. Of the Anthony Henday Drive. Boy, it's something big road. Something, something special in the summer, though. Let me tell you. All oh, of our yeah. canceled festivals. <laughs> <laughs> All EDM, I assume. Oh, it's I Edmonton wish. And dance music. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! It's all just uh, being racist in a truck and just like driving away quickly. That's Getting a good. confusing Confederate flag uh, tattoo. That's who's it. that country? Si- who's that country singer who sold out for like eight days straight? What? All of them? I don't know. No, it was Garth a lot Brooks. Of popular country singers. Yeah. It was Garth Brooks came to George Edmonton, Canyon. sold out, sold out the fucking hockey stadium for eight nights in a row. People came from New York. Yeah, he is. But they they called it Garth Brooks Day. They had a whole thing. It was fucking insane. So it wasn't as Chris Haynes. (laughs) No. Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Oh, great Gaines. Yeah. (laughs) When he put on a a wig for Chris Hamilton. (laughs) All right. Anyway. Hello, everybody. Bastard orphans. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Everyone cease riffing. (laughs) All right. Shut up. We're warmed up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Generation Lost, the show where me and Jeremy talk about movies, but this time it's also Kino Lefter. Hi. Kino Lefter. Hello. Yeah, what's your sign-on? Do your (laughs) sign-on. We're a socialist movie podcast. (laughs) Canada's number one socialist movie podcast, Kino Lefter. It's Evan, Abdul, and Laura also with Bryn and Jeremy. It's all five of us doing a collab. Yeah, what the fuck is up, everybody? Crossover so events. People. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's almost like, you know, when they, you know, all had to get together and form a revolutionary war as bourgeois uh, ruling class. We're going to be wrapping. We're going to be wrapping our takes this episode, actually, like start to finish. I mean, I came with like. 120 bars, so I hope everyone came <laughs> Yeah, I did write all my notes in rhyme. I have, uh, well, my name is Jeremy, and I'm here to say this musical theater is very gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, okay, so this week we watched Hamilton, the musical. Um, I'm sure you the all... 2020 classic. All know, <laughs> yeah, the modern uh, masterpiece, Hamilton, uh, mm-hmm. written and directed and starring... Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda who is a some fucking nerd our favorite lip biter (laughs) (laughs) and Tony's he wrote another play called In the Heights which I think is a little better actually agreed it's a a lot he wrote the music for Moana he wrote Moana yes he did did. which I personally really I just want to start this whole thing up top Uh, I really like Moana I have nothing mm-hmm. personally against Lin Manuel Miranda style. I have nothing personally against Broadway musicals. Um, mm-hmm. I I like lots of them. I've seen lots of them. I live in New York. Um, it's easy to see them. Obviously, I haven't seen Hamilton because it costs a million dollars, and why would I want to <laughs> so do that? So much money. <laughs> uh, so, I guess everybody. Uh, what did you? Uh, what was your introduction to Hamilton? Had you heard about this? Uh, I- 
I you guys heard like... about this? This musical sensation. It made its way to Canada. People here uh, know what it is. It's stunning. <laughs> I feel like I went in uh, feeling confused because I've heard that it's really cringe and not good, and I'd heard the music, and I, I think I have slightly reactionary musical tastes, but we can get into that later. <laughs> okay. But I... Lo- I'm, I'm a performer. I love musicals. Um, I love period pieces. I love ladies wearing bustles. I like stuff wow. about old-timey things. <laughs> so I, I, I liked it You're basically more. a white nationalist. Exa- yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Gaftrad <laughs> or Tradcath. Tradcath. Tradcatheter. Gaftrad is when you're traditional about your caster. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. So I did like it more than I thought I would. Um, but yeah, I have, I have lots of thoughts about it as a stage production. All right. I um, I used to be like fairly involved with the uh, like sock dem liberal party in Canada or whatever. Um, and when this came out, I would just go to parties and people would be bumping the fucking Hamilton soundtrack. Oh like my god! Sick, sick people they were. Like <laughs> I remember, I stayed at someone's house uh, in Halifax for a while, and they were just playing it incessantly throughout the day. <laughs> um, I'm also gonna say I don't hate Lin Manuel's Miranda, Lin Manuel Miranda's music, but he has the most punchable face <laughs> out of anyone I've ever seen. I I hate his face. I saw Mary Poppins Returns in theaters, and it was so distracting. What, who, he's, who does he play in that? Um, he plays like the chimney sweep. Oh, character. the hell yes! Yeah. yes. <laughs> he replaces he replaces light bulbs. He replaces light bulbs and dances on a ladder in that film. Yeah, He's a it's darling. So funny. He also has <laughs> like a Hamilton esque moment where he like raps and shit like that. Yeah, no. of course he does. You um, know it. <laughs> it's awful, but. His his just he's the smuggest looking motherfucker I've ever yeah, seen. For sure. Yeah. Uh yeah. I feel like the thing with Hamilton is that he he's so he's so clearly the weak link in terms of performance in this show. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's kind of weird to watch because it's like I'm going to write a musical about this guy who's a tortured genius and just wrote so much and is like so smart and so forward thinking and did everything that's great about America and it's going to star me. Canonically, canonically irresistible to women. Everybody wants. wants, Yeah, exactly. I can't Uh, do we, uh, Jeremy, do you want to run down the plot? Cause I feel like, yeah, we'll we'll, let's, let's finish our round and then we'll, we'll run down the story. So, uh, my introduction to Hamilton was, uh, this came out during like my first year of university. Uh, and I listened to Hamilton Dozens, How old are dozens you? upon <laughs> dozens of times. I am young. I am above legal drinking age. Everybody yeah, loves me. And I can say Jesus swear words. Christ. I can say swear words. Am I um, even legally allowed to be here? Sorry. Uh, you, you know, international laws being breached right now. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but, are, uh, are we grooming? Yeah, we're grooming right now. Our, we, our beautiful baby boy. <laughs> Yeah, we need to talk about uh, the podcasting community and its uh, dangerous behavior towards me. (laughs) We need to talk about Evan. Um, Yeah, so this came out and I was like, I would like study to finals listening to this being very egotistical. And it's like, I have to write and I'm the greatest person of all time. And like looking back on it, it's like, that was cringe. But part of me still appreciates Hamilton as a musical. Every once in a while, I'm like, that's a pretty good song. Watching it, though, I think it was a very different experience. I have to say, I much preferred listening to the cast recording versus, like, 
I, a lot of the stage production, I appreciated it, liked seeing the cast. It was Lin-Manuel Miranda, this kind of yes. like black hole at the center mm-hmm. that just like tainted even like my appreciation of the music and like even like Hamilton's lines. So, you know, I, I'm in a weird space with it now, but I want to be honest. I'm not going to say I hated Hamilton. Because you know, I have to be—I like have music. to be truthful to the audience. Yeah. I'm really—I think glad, it's okay. I honestly am really glad somebody likes the music because I was afraid that we would have like all of the same opinion. Um, right. But I, I am glad you like it because I, I really do want to talk to you about that when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, because my introduction to Hamilton was—I live in New York City. I've lived here since 2010. It was just a big new Broadway musical, and I didn't really know much about it. I just knew it was like, oh, I guess it's like race swapped historical um musical that's all i really knew and it wasn't until like moana came out and i was like oh this is that guy um then like i heard some sort of in the heights this american life thing like it eventually through culture sort of just like i got that it was about alexander hamilton i knew that it was a musical and i knew what i thought was that it was a all black musical that's what I thought. I was very disappointed <laughs> that almost no one is black. <laughs> um, that was very surprising to me. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, that was basically my introduction. Was I really had no idea what it, I didn't even know that Lin Manuel Miranda played the main character um, when I started watching it a few days ago. So I, I was all came in very fresh. Yeah. It did not need to be three hours long. It's I'm so long. Yeah, it's so right long. It is insufferably long. It's a show. There's so many that's how points long where you're like, are. this is a natural act break, and then they absolutely <laughs> never take it. Um, my, my introduction to Hamilton was, um, I didn't know anything about it. I'd never heard of it. I don't like follow this type of shit, uh, generally. <laughs> like, I don't sure. really care about musicals very much. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Broadway. They're mostly prohibitively expensive, so I don't really pay attention to it. Uh, this started to kind of come into my um, orbit around a place in New York City called the Experiment Comedy Gallery. Oh, we've a, talked about uh, this on the show. We before. have talked about this, I think. Uh, it was a DIY comedy space in a basement, really sketchy place that um, they had this sort of ethos around them where they were like, "This is like the this is the resistance. This is the center <laughs> of the resistance in comedy against Trump." Oh, uh, damn! And the anti-Cheeto room. <laughs> <laughs> everybody in in just general left uh stand-up at the time was like really gravitating towards this place mostly because you know it's a diy space that you can put on shows at right okay. the ethos was a little cringe it was uh all the walls were decorated <laughs> with paintings of um various black teenagers who were shot by police Ooh, okay uh, that's a wow. great so, setting for a comedy club by the way <laughs> exactly. that's a great thing to so put you in the mood of death. where normally you'd walk into like headshots of steve martin and <laughs> Jackie Thompson and stuff like that. You just see like Trayvon Martin just staring. Jesus at you. Christ! Um, and the owner of the club was this guy uh, Mo Fafflebab, who um, was obsessed. Whoa, with the whoa, whoa! Fafflebab? Fathlebab. That's not a real name. Yeah. That's not a real name. Muhammad Fafflebab, Yeah. And um, he was obsessed with the soundtrack. He would blast it before and after every show. You never got to choose your own music when you like had a show at the Experiment because it was You'd just like, Hamilton. Yeah, you're like, I'd like to walk up to, you know, whatever song. And he's just like, I'm sorry, but you're going to be walking on stage to history has its eyes on you or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Say so no to this. Became, like, 
deeply, deeply familiar with this soundtrack. And I, I agree with you. I didn't hate the music to it for the most part. I think most of it is a little like the lyrics are a little dopey and whatever. But I think like musically, I was like, this is fun. Whatever. It's pretty good. Uh, but then it turned out that um, Mo Fathelbab was a rapist, and then that venue got shut down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and now he, like. That's what happens uh, when you like Hamilton. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> this opens the door. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a gateway drug. And then, fun fact uh, a year after this story takes place, Mo Fathelbab has been chased out of comedy. He starts posting these, like, really intense medium posts about uh, what happened with him. And he does one of those. You never see it in real life. You always hear about it online. The double reversey move where you're like, actually, I never consented to the sex with her. So the classic reversey. Classic reversey. Five-dimensional chess. <laughs> All right. So Hamilton. Hamilton is a story that is basically the high school musical version of America. Of right. These scrappy, young, uh, rich landed gentry, don't worry about that, uh, white slaveholding people get together and just fight against the man. Um, yeah, specifically we're following Alexander Hamilton, who is like a primary architect of like the, the economic theories that would, that would make up America going forward. He like, what is he, establishes like the National Bank and shit like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, really early capitalist influence on our budding nation. Um, and it follows him as he like comes to New York and he like goes to college and he meets Aaron Burr. And then he, uh, joins the revolution, fights in the revolution, wins the revolution, and then like influences the, the Washington administration and then falls out of politics and then dies. That's basically his story. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Dies in a duel. Dies in a duel with, with Aaron Burr, but we'll get to that. Um, I'm curious for you guys. All three of you are are Canadian, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. How how steeped in this? Like how how much of this story just generally were you aware of? Um, None. In Canadian high schools, there is a class called American history that you can take alongside Canadian history, which is mm. just extremely funny to me. Uh, like I personally <laughs> like history books, but so like I'm somewhat familiar. But my biggest knowledge of uh, Alexander Hamilton. There was a great back when Lonely Island was amazing. There was a great um, Lonely Island sketch about getting cupcakes, and they have a line in there: uh, "You can call me Aaron Burr by the way I'm dropping Hamiltons," <laughs> All right. um, which okay. is which is pretty much the only way I knew that Aaron <laughs> that Aaron Burr killed Hamilton in the duel because I can never get that out of my head. My um, biggest understanding yeah. of Hamilton, the real story, was from the Got Milk commercial in which a man who loves that painting eats a lot of PBJs and then can't say Aaron Burr on the radio to win some sort of tickets. Right. Um, that commercial was directed by Michael Bay. Is that what true? Is it? Yeah. yeah, I'm not, li- I'm not lying. That's fuck? a fact. He like he won a bunch of awards for that. Yeah. He, was, he was like the guy who did Got Milk and like that's what blew up his career. That's yeah. insane. Shit. Well, anyway... Aaron Burr, or excuse me, Alexander Hamilton was is sort of a, a weird one in terms of the founding fathers in that he ostensibly didn't really think slavery was a great idea. He didn't do very much to, you know, be anti-slavery. He wasn't an activist. He was, you know, he, he thought it was basically a, a necessary evil, it seems. Um, but he, he also inherited slaves. Um mm-hmm. He was like from the Caribbean, or was like he's yeah, he's from Saint Croix. 
want to say. Right. He was like born in the Caribbean and then, you know, came to America after his mom died. So the play has this sort of sense of like he it, it uses the language and the tone of a poor immigrant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that that Alexander Hamilton was somehow this like oppressed poor person who like made his way up the chain and American really dream. found America. Yeah, exactly. It's the American dream story. Absolutely not true. Completely fictional. Um, but I guess yeah, it's worth it's worth noting at this point, <laughs> in case anybody is somehow somehow unaware of this. Uh, it is also a race swapped cast. Right. So a lot of what we talk about is go- this is going to be important to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. So I want to say that I came into this thinking that the whole idea was that it was a play made by black people. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think it's important that it's specifically black people because the whole thing is set in a backdrop of a bunch of white slave owners making a country for white slave owners. But it's not <laughs> like a lot of the people are, you know, light skinned Puerto Rican, white passing half Asians. Like it, it's, it's, and there's also white guys just roaming around the set, you know, yeah. just you know, random white dudes. So it's not a specifically <laughs> black thing, which I think it was sold to me that way by a lot of people. It was like, Oh, it's like a black show. It's not that <laughs> it is a quote unquote, like melting pot, type thing and you know the thing about it is that when i when i thought it was an all-black cast i was like that's an interesting choice i'd like to see what they do with that what i realized watching this is that you can see this kind of casting at any high school in east new york Mm -hmm. (laughs) like if you go to a high school play or a middle school play in new york it's like oh we're putting on the george washington play or whatever and george washington is like a fucking (laughs) there's a show called 1776 that exists already tells the exact same story just from a more broad perspective instead of just Hamilton and uh, in any black high school will be all black people playing like George Washington and whatever <laughs> yeah and that's Incredible. not particularly interesting if you just like are, you're just teaching these kids the sort of like racist mythology of America uh, it's kind of sad more than it is like radical um, and if you don't do anything with that uh, it doesn't mean anything <laughs> Imagine if you did Roots with the same casting as Hamilton. <laughs> like, imagine if you did that at a high school in East New York. Like, that would be incredible. I would love to see that, actually. <laughs> you did Roots with, like, with like light-skinned Puerto Rican people. Yeah, Kunta Quinta yeah. is a light-skinned Puerto Rican guy. <laughs> shout-out well, shout out to this youth production in Alberta. Speaking of, like, oh, what do you do if, like... You know, you like deliberately swap like characters' ethnicities in like a traditionally white story. There was a very cool uh, youth like indigenous retelling of Macbeth in Alberta mm-hmm. from like a couple years ago, and it's like set in like 1870 like Cree uh, territory in Alberta. And it's like, oh, it impacts the stories and the characters in a different way because we're deliberately trying something else, not just like maintaining the material but changing like who says the words right? right so that's like you know pretty big missed opportunity or maybe it's deliberate <laughs> i feel right, like I, I, I had the reverse experience where i went to like a mostly white high school and we got to do uh a race blind to like west side story or whatever where the puerto ricans were white <laughs> can't really do that that's tough <laughs> Probably, probably blackface in retrospect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. What a fuck up. <laughs> we, went 
Holy shit. He went to like a woke liberal arts high school too. Like that's amazing. Actually, like I also studied opera, right? And until this year, the Metropolitan Opera in New York was doing Otello um, in like Verdi's opera in blackface still. Wow. Just yeah. not hiring black guys to do Othello? No. There's only like two black guys in the whole play. Just <laughs> <laughs> and there's lots of black opera singers, so it's... Yeah, tons. <laughs> tons. I know so some many. of them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you can't swing a dead cat around Brooklyn without hitting a black opera singer. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think it's very upsetting to me that it's rap too um and i guess that's we can kind of get into the music of this is that i like moana i think that lin-manuel is a talented musician and a composer to a certain extent but i could not handle this i mean and i i might come off as like a snob i grew up with hip-hop i really like hip-hop it's just like if you know anything about rap, like this is the same flow over yeah. and over again for two hours. It's like listening to the same Eminem song over and over again. <laughs> sure. <laughs> my, my, my counterpoint to that though, is that I think comparing a hip hop musical against hip hop is a fool's errand and is it's never <laughs> going to live up. But I think if you compare a hip hop musical against the rest of musicals, I can see why this became so popular. Because yeah. I, I remember when it came out talking to my friend Griffin about this. Griffin is like a, he's a person who, who auditions for musical theater, right? He's like in that scene of people who like really respects this and wants to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember him saying like, like, look at what happens when you structure your musical around music people actually want to listen to. Sure. You know, like when you actually like take a genre of music that people in real life listen to, you know, and you're like, what if I make my musical sound like that? People go bananas. And it makes sense <laughs> yeah. because it's actually catchy and fun and the kind of thing that you might listen to again. Right. And but I think that's why a lot of my favorite musicals are things like Hedvig uh, mm-hmm. and like jukebox musicals, even Sweeney Todd and some of like mm-hmm. the later like 80s yeah. like Sondheim Rent stuff. is kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's. But it's, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, but it's also like the easiest choice if you're doing like a, a, you know, racially swapped cast or like a musical that involves like blackness to do hip hop. Like I think about uh, Stu's uh, musical Passing Strange, which is uh, absolutely fucking amazing, by the way. Spike Lee directed the film staged version of that or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But it like it like calls back to like hip hop, jazz, like just the history of black music around this like artist's journey of going to Amsterdam and stuff like that and it's like oh wow you didn't go for like the easiest shot and just made it all a hip-hop musical right like you're actually putting some thought into like the choice of music and what you're trying to communicate and like swapping stuff as you go whereas like Hamilton is like it's so one note like I I think the opening song is a bop by the way I think the opening <laughs> is actually which one is that great. one how does the uh, orphan bastard song Alexander oh, Hamilton yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is uh, the track yeah. name. I can't. I, the, my big problem is that none of it is, feels very catchy to me. Like I can't, hmm. I can't really get it in my head. It's not pop enough, and it's mm-hmm. not hip hop enough. Like I'm not impressed. Like I, I think that there is good hip operas. You know, Carmen, the hip opera, Beyonce. Great. Love that one. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Like you can do it if you have actual talented rappers, and the only one is David Diggs, who is in clipping and is a great musician, but he. Uh, 
is very underutilized and his first song is thomas jefferson is a fucking like ragtime south southern jazz thing that <laughs> sucks, oh, yeah, that shit sucks. <laughs> i fucking hate that all song. his parts of lafayette are great though he gets yeah. really just wild out he goes nuts <laughs> yeah but it's and it's like weird because you get these glimpses of like it'd be cool if someone could actually rap <laughs> Right. And then it's like, oh, here's one. And then it's like, well, don't ever let him talk. <laughs> and I felt like the music was strongest. Like, I loved King George's bits, like Jonathan mm-hmm. Groff um, doing that, like, Brit pop thing. I oh, really loved all his parts. He's also just, like, such a great performer and, like, barely moving but doing so much. Um, and uh, when, like, the women in the show, uh, like, that, I like... What women in the sing- show? <laughs> I like singing yes, the, women, the Skyler. The ones from the Slaver family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, like the, the kind of more like traditional like belting style, like you were talking about Sweeney Todd, that kind of thing is, um, it's just way more my taste in terms of like watching a show than something that just kind of like straddles this like very kind of showy, um, repetitive uh, kind of, approximation of what hip-hop is right it felt so relentless and I, I agree with you i like i really the only song i really enjoyed honestly was um aaron burr's wait for it song i love that mm. one that, that was, was great classic. Yeah. because it's not a hip-hop song and it like actually feels like a written composed thing and it was like oh this is pretty but other than that i, I couldn't really handle it <laughs> Since I'm a blubbering fool, uh, I think perhaps my favorite song is uh, Dear Theodosia when they're talking about their kids to each other. But it's yeah, like, man. yeah, it, it's like not <laughs> rap, right? It's it doesn't like stick with right. that conceit because I think it's like pretty difficult. Like in some of the sequences where there are where there is rapping, like Lafayette sequences, like I think uh, one of my friends was telling me like his like introductory song that's like the most like words per minute and like a rap on Broadway, and it's like. Okay, that's kind of cool, but like it's not kind of carried throughout because they're also like we're telling a very emotional story about Lin Manuel Miranda and like his family, and it's like if I could, if I didn't see Lin Manuel Miranda, like my first experience with Hamilton, just listening to it, and I could project whatever I wanted onto it, I'd be like, that's really solid. But then I see him doing his weird gestures and like thinking upon like his 2015 Instagram ass posts of him biting his lip. And it's like, I can't, I can't do this. This is, this is a bit too much. Have y'all listened to the Hamilton mixtape? No. What's that? It's, I have, they they re Yeah, of course they re-recorded all the music with like music videos for, um, you know, as an anti-Trump statement, but it's all the Hamilton songs. Oh yeah. What is he going to do? Cheeto man owned, but they got like, you have 48 hours to respond. They added all these, uh, (laughs) they added all these verses to these songs that are like Nas, uh, Riz Ahmed, like Busta Mm. Rhymes, Kelly Clarkson. Like they just, isn't Riz Ahmed the fucking guy from the night of, yeah, he's yes. great, by the way. He's a fucking amazing... His Riz MC is, like, London's... One of the big, like, uh, South Asian hip-hop artists. Oh, okay, out, I didn't like, know he was London a rapper. Scene. Yeah, he's great. Um, but, like, they're all doing these things, and it's so... It feels like what you're describing, Bryn, but on overdrive, because, like, in the middle of rapping, it's just like, okay, break, 16 bars, Riz Ahmed, Nas, let's go. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. oh, no, please. <laughs> you're ruining it. I thought it was it. pretty fun. Uh, yeah. I felt that, I've, I, I felt that it wasn't up to snuff in terms of hip hop, but it also in terms of Broadway, 
like the performer, like you said, Lin-Manuel Miranda fucking sucks at singing. Yeah. Like, I mean, in Moana, he has the cap- a studio. Like, I am a great singer in a studio. <laughs> like, if I can try a note 17 times and get it <laughs> auto-tuned, like, right. sure, it's fine. But, like, this guy's live trying to do two hours of fucking belting. He sucks. Yeah, and, like, sucks. dancing around yeah. and jumping and stuff. And he, he... Pointing at things. He always has the same tone in his rap, this, like, urgent, earnest, like... Huh, like, it's so not layered or nuanced Ugh. or, like, dynamic. Not, like, you could just... Like seeing it just justified so many feelings for me because I've heard the I've heard the soundtrack so many times and like hearing his voice he always had this feeling of being like kind of like like with it, like just really tight and like uh, like making like a little like baby kissy face yeah constipated like that first song when it's like everybody else is so huge and like loose and really performing and they're like what's his name man and then it like comes to him he's like. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there was and so many looking, like looking up his glasses. At the camera. There were so many like big buildups. Did I sing that? Me. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many big buildups where it would be like the time time where you would like throw your arms out and like project it right to the back of the house, and he would just like. <laughs> sad trombone it it was so um, sad especially compared to like Aaron Burr or um, the Jefferson guy or even George Washington that guy just like tore Very it hot. yeah <laughs> um, great voice yeah Lin-Manuel Miranda and Immortal Technique went to high school together uh. and on Mark on Mark Maron's podcast Lin-Manuel Miranda referred to Immortal Technique as a bully quote he terrorized kids he threw them in the garbage I got thrown in the garbage by him <laughs> I like to imagine that his rapping, that Lin-Manuel Miranda's rapping style is like a direct response to trying to not be a mortal technique. Um, just, like it's just how can the I not be it. as annoying? Yeah, I guess I'll just be bad. <laughs> <laughs> That'll show him. That'll show a mortal technique. Um, also, another thing I wanted to mention is that for a Broadway, I've seen Broadway plays because I... Uh, I went to film school, but the film school I went to was an even more famous theater school and dance school. Um, it was an arts conservatory. So I have a ton of friends who are always dragging me to, you know, big productions of on Broadway. They're like, oh, I have a friend in lighting. I've got free tickets or whatever. So I've seen a bunch. And I have to say, this is probably the least interesting Broadway musical in terms of appearance that I've ever fucking seen. It's like a single brown library room with yeah, a spinning really floor and they don't do anything. There's wars going on. There's like a revolutionary war <laughs> and like there's, there's supposed to be these huge like numbers of things but like no- nothing happens. It's just like a bunch of people in a library <laughs> spinning around and they never change the set it seems. And I don't like compare this to something like Les Mis um, which I'm not a huge fan of I do like some of the songs but you know there's big show stopping set design that is like bringing down the house with how interesting and cool it is and they don't even try it's all supposed to weigh on the talent of this Puerto Rican guy who's like has no swag 100% (laughs) swaggerless dub just like being like I'm a cool rapper 
it's I, embarrassing. I thought that some of the I, I appreciated a lot of the staging with the rotating set. Like I thought they used movement quite effectively. Like I liked when they would have like the gunshot and someone would like act it out or like the dying scenes where they went in slow motion mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I did like the um kind of like voguing um red coats. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Uh <laughs> Cool. And yeah, there was there was some aspects of the staging I liked. I also thought the costumes were quite flat. Um, and yeah, yeah I, I just didn't think that they were very like colorful full or interesting. And again, like that can be great if it's done effectively and has the, the talent to kind of uh, anchor it. Yeah. Imagine it. Imagine if you will, you're you're <laughs> you're coming up with this idea. You're formulating it. You're starting to put it all together. You know, you're like it's it's a hip hop musical about the founding fathers takes place in the revolutionary war but get this we do like a mixed race casting we like specifically make everybody black and latino what are we going to do with the costumes nothing except one guy has a beanie (laughs) (laughs) some of the choices just feel offensive i can't entirely explain it and like i'm half mexican half white right so i'm like kind of annoyingly in the conversation of like colorism and i have to say making aaron burr like one of the only actual dark-skinned black guys and like it was like him and then hercules mulligan hercules mulligan and then like the 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 sister who he cheats on with are like the only (laughs) it's it doesn't i'm not saying they intentionally did colorism but it feels like it and it's like i thought this was supposed to like have some sort of statement about racism in the country and it it just feels like they just like what if we did the light-skinned brown people are the good guys and it's like what the fuck i wanted to ask you guys about this because there is a very intentional and noticeable choice to make the only like quote unquote bad guy in the show a white guy right it's the King George is the only white guy and I'm wondering what you think that means to Lin-Manuel Miranda right like what do you think he thought that meant (laughs) by making the only like you know what I mean because it's like you're you're portraying these guys as the good guys and you're using people of color as almost like a shield to be like, look, they're the oppressed ones. <laughs> That's how it That's felt how to I me. Saw it, at least. It's such a like reworking of American history because like it presents, it presents like American revolutionary struggle and Black liberation struggle um, as equal, right? And then like the British as being the simultaneously playing the role of like white oppressors and also like colonial oppressors. Like it just it it melds two very uh, two things that should not be melded. <laughs> Um, and they're also and then, very yeah. like fun, queer, and campy, right? <laughs> right like yeah. when yeah. King George comes on, it's like, and now the moment for the gays in the audience, <laughs> right? And it's just like fine. And Jonathan Groff's terrific. I really like him. him. He's fun on Mind Hunter as like a freak, um, and like he does whatever this is well. But I don't think it's like a knowing like comment on like what white supremacy means because like Aaron Burr is also like this like tragic villain in the story. So it's. I don't think they're trying to, like, make this, like, statement about, like, what racial justice could have looked like then. Uh, It's very much just, like, this, like, repackaging of, like, Americana for, like, 2015. For, like, what would Obama do if he was one of the founding fathers? Like, how would he be epic? (laughs) Right? Like, it's it's not really saying much. Um, There's a great character we have on Kino, um, Armand White, who I'm sure you... 
you know very, about very familiar yeah <laughs> his uh i did i did pull up his piece on um hamilton which of course i'm not gonna read the whole thing but yeah he's thank you you know he speaks <laughs> about you know miranda uses a hip-hop musical idioms in hamilton according to the same specious perception of obama's identity as african-american or black rather than biracial <laughs> Um, and like refers to it as like a racially charged gimmick, which you know, what? Armand White, uh, extremely reactionary, but like so right. also not also not wrong. You know what I mean? right. Like also like perpetually uh, somehow nails it just in using the wrong um, outcome of that. Like he, well, he gets I, the wrong yeah. conclusions. My my take on it is that he's this is one of those the worst person you know made a great point. Meme. <laughs> Things. Absolutely. Like right. I don't think yeah, Armon White is rarely correct about anything. <laughs> but uh, not that but, Jack and Jill is the pinnacle of uh, comedy starring Adam Sandler. Yeah, Moonlight is actually about uh, uh, the the feminization of the black man. <laughs> I, I, I now pronounce I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry is better than Brokeback Mountain is my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you guys see that uh, Kyle Smith also had a, a Hamilton take? Oh, you should. He liked it though, it didn't he? No, like he it? Did he not. loves it. Yeah. <laughs> who's well, who's he, that? He starts out. Um, He's he, the other national uh, review oh, right. reviewer, Laura. Yeah. Yeah. So Second he has banana. this article that's like, "Could Hamilton be made today?" Right. <laughs> and it, um, <laughs> and so it that's opens. Awesome. It opens with basically him. I guess he's like playing the part of like the liberal he sees in his mind. Because it's like, say, kids, have you heard of this fun Broadway musical called Hamilton? It retells the story of the revolution and the founding in a delightful contemporary idiom enriched by hip-hop and R&B. Um, and all the major American players are played by minorities. It's such a vibrant example of... And then he does, like, a Monty Python foot. But he basically does this whole thing of, like, um, of uh, playing out the scenario where, like, today's left would never accept Hamilton because... <laughs> As he says, uh, th- you'd never be able to cast the actors because they would know they'd be called out on social media as a, quote, Oreo or a, quote, coconut or a, quote, <laughs> Uncle Tom. <laughs> We're always saying this. I wanted yeah. to just keep going with more and more, like, <laughs> offensive, like, ancient ways Let me of elaborate. Calling, yeah, a mulatto, white, a, quote, quadrille. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Zebra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the rest of the article. It's so like it speaks to like so this idea of um because I don't think they he kind of clues into the fact obviously that this is like just neoliberalist like uh, apologia like you know what I mean like it's yeah. just. Uh, and and making it about the guy who who started the treasury too is such a fucking intriguing idea because if you were going to make uh, hypothetically going lib brain if you were going to make uh, a musical about the founding founding fathers um, the only one you could reasonably make an argument for uh, as like good in that like he didn't own slaves and was an abolitionist is like John Adams right like he. But but no, we have to make it about the guy who created the economic system we live right. in yeah. now and talk about why it's actually uh, woke. 
I, I felt <laughs> like um, I appreciated uh, the the focus on the economic system because uh, we're in Western Canada, home of the Alberta separatist movement, um, where, you know, this show is about equalization payments at its core <laughs> and how the South is paying all their debts through slavery, which is, uh, you know, the reason why they shouldn't be supporting the North. And we have the exact same debate going on with our like extremely uh, toxic tar sands, you know, the, the right wing uh, conversation is how we run the rest of the country. So we should separate and like form our own sovereign nation. So right. that had a lot and of, that's the- also, that's also kind of bullshit too. Like the, the fact that it sort of plays into this idea that the American revolutionary war happened because of taxes. Like yeah. I made sure to look this up because I didn't want to be wrong. The colonies paid the lowest fucking taxes in any of the British holdings, including uh, Britain itself. They paid 2% uh, tax on everything, right? It, it, like, ultimately was a conversation about territorial expansion and treaties signed with the French and Pontiac uh, about westward expansion for the U.S. That was one of, like, the defining things. This idea of it all being about tax is, like, again, such bullshit that like frames like ah no we don't need to in this like you know liberal democracy we don't need to invest in public services we just should just pay less tax yeah uh, because that's like you know the founding of of this fucking country yeah exactly you get to frame every single political issue about social programs around this like this mythology of our founding fathers which i don't know if you guys like it I guess this probably wouldn't have permeated very far outside of the United States, but like during the, um, during the Obama administration, we had the, you know, we had the tea party, uh, movement that happened. And a big part of the tea party movement was this weird fetishization of our founders. And like people would start like showing up to protests, like dressed like in their, like they're in fucking Hamilton. (laughs) And they're like, we actually believe that we, you know, that we should, uh, go back to our founding principles. And like, I wonder when we started really talking about taxation with that representation as being the... I wish I knew this answer, because this is a very interesting thing I now want to learn more yeah, about. Yeah, it sounds like, very neat. When did we start talking about that? Because that's definitely not how it always was. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very neocon, uh, mm. like the, a Koch brothers type of thing. Um, I don't know that for sure, though. But wasn't like Hamilton like a Malthusian? Like, wasn't he all about like cutting like uh, fucking all of the poor's like welfare programs and stuff yeah he was a big he was a big reduce the debt guy that was yeah, his, yeah. Like, that was his big his big thing right it's just like again there's so many ways you could do a musical like this and talk about the actual reasons the american revolution happened which like you know taxation was an excuse beyond all else right like the boston tea party was you know meaningless incident that in true american fashion they mythologized over and over and over again until <laughs> right. it lost all meaning or coherence and it's just like no you just you just accept that the system that was created by these people is good and um to justify it you just put like racial actors in those roles to see you know it works for you too black people you know what i mean right right the thing i kept coming back to as i was watching this the thing i kept thinking about and maybe it's because i read this article about the band um power bottom you guys familiar with power bottom yeah um, well, so for, for you guys who don't know, it's uh, they were a band a couple of years ago now. They put out this really incredible album, 
and then they were like poised to put out a second one that was going to be even bigger, right? And then their singer, uh, it turned out, had like sexual abuse allegations against him. Band got canceled overnight, disappeared off the face of the earth. Nobody ever heard from them again. This right? was before Until, Me Too. This was before, this was before right before mm-hmm. Me Too. It was like a week before Me Too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, not even kidding. I think the next week is when like people started talking about Weinstein. Anyway, um, last week the singer of Power Bottom. Uh, announced a new album and started putting out press for it and started doing a press run for it, right? And all of these big major music outlets started covering it and being like, look at him, he was canceled and he went through so much and this was so (laughs) difficult for him. And I just kept thinking as I was watching this that like it felt like just rehabilitating an image, you know? It felt like a PR campaign for our racist white supremacist country mm-hmm. you know it was like trying to add this sort of like woke sheen to these things that aren't woke at all that like the things the places where they chose to call this a like warts and all story right because they do try to they they don't want to make him like a perfect person hamilton had his infidelity you know he <laughs> fucked this poor woman who needed his help you know <laughs> look at him what a what, what a compelling character he raped a poor woman <laughs> I have to say, the Reynolds affair is the funniest element of this show. Mm -hmm. Like, I was cackling uh, because it's so... Like, Say No to This is a very bad song. And, like, it comes out of nowhere. Because, like, I'm pretty sure the scene right before it is like, ah, my son is rapping for me and I'm very proud of him. My my 35-year-old son. (laughs) Yeah, my my twink old son is rapping for me. And then then he, like, walks a woman home and he's like, I'm praying to God I shouldn't fuck this woman. And then he does. And then the rap's like, I kept doing it, folks. And, like, it was so funny. Like, I I really love that. She is, in real life, a woman who came seeking his help. She's a woman who was being beaten and abused by her husband who was poor and went to her representative like a oh person who God. runs in the government it's a person who she thought could help her and he was like I, oh yeah I can help you <laughs> <laughs> the Tony Clement uh, of American politics folks yeah. Yeah. But my point Ontario is, member of parliament Tony Clement my point Clement. is the places where they choose to keep the warts on the story are places like that and the places where they choose not to keep the warts on the story are like you know Hamilton in, in uh, inheriting slaves when he was a child. Hamilton working for a trade house in the Caribbean that absolutely was involved in the slave trade. He himself dealing slaves. He was a slaver. He was poor, sure, but he was still a fucking slaver. You know, <laughs> when he came to New York and he married into the Schuyler family, he managed their slaves. He yeah. bought and sold slaves for them. Doing it's absolutely not, like, nothing to put anything in the declaration, you know, in, in yeah. you know, in the establishing of the America. And somehow every 20 minutes in this musical, we're treated to some sort of a line where somebody says like, and I spoke out against slavery. <laughs> All right, 20 minutes later, we'll talk about it again. <laughs> I said my yeah. piece. Like, they think, like, uh, Min- Min- Miranda has said that he thought, like, this book he read about Hamilton made him out to be an abolitionist. And it's like, everyone is like, he's not. He was never. And he's like, well, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I read one book. <laughs> And it's like, and it, that, well, that's like, your problem. It, it, that, you don't and know that anything. book was Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is what is more liberal than calling Alexander Hamilton an abolitionist because he had a personal dislike of slavery and did nothing about it and yeah, benefited from it? He's an abolitionist because he was a uh, he was an illegitimate child, so he was legally unable to inherit slaves. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Truly awful. 
Yeah, and, and also someone made a good point, and I can't remember exactly which reviewer or critic said this, but they make a good point that by having the cast be quote-unquote non-white people, um, they get around having no black people in no black characters. The story, right? yeah. Right. There's yeah. no Native Americans in the whole story. There's no slaves in the whole, you know, enslaved people. There's no black people in the whole story. They're just all the rich white people. And then it's just like, well, it's fine to do that because they're all black actors or non-white actors. And it's like, how does that work, though? <laughs> you just told a story about bourgeois slave owners. And if you wanted to, you could actually incorporate if you want to do like liberal, you know, uh, like this dumb fucking liberal play, you could actually incorporate <laughs> um, indigenous characters because, like, the Tuscarosa tribe, for example, like supported the Revolutionary War. Um, in fact, they were pretty key to winning it because they understood, you know, the nature of warfare in America better than a lot of people, right? Like, yeah. um, there are ways to like incorporate indigenous history even into the this you know founding myth that they you know like very specifically sidestep and stuff like that that they because everything that came after in andrew jackson like who would want to confront that if you're lin-manuel miranda right right <laughs> oh, i actually I'm picturing have a, that <laughs> oh god speaking of lin-manuel miranda confronting uh racism i have a fun little uh paragraph of his because there's one song that stuck out for me the 10 dual commandments mm-hmm. uh uh, which, of course, is a it's actually a very clever homage uh, to the Ten Crack Commandments, but it's a little bit hard to tell based on the name. Crack Commandments? Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, he, I actually downloaded the Genius app <laughs> for this, uh, and it was well worth it for this alone. Thank you, um, so uh, they were like... They're like, okay, why'd you put this in? And uh, he was describing dueling. This was not drive-bys. This was not heated people taking their guns out outside of bars. This is not what happens today with our gun control issues. This wasn't beef in the same way beef is today. So it's very much like a, don't worry, these weren't thugs doing drive-bys. These were respectable respectable gentlemen. What? Who, like, I love... (laughs) Like, it's that vibe, right? It's like the audience needs to understand what this is. Uh... Uh, we need to call it the Ten uh, Dual Commandments because Ten Crack Commandments is a how-to guide for illegal activity in the 90s. And this is a how-to guide for illegal activity in the 1790s. <laughs> when Just, men were men. Why? And, Women were slavers. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Truly awful. Good Lord. Yeah, that's really that's bad. Extremely rough. <laughs> Hate thinking about it. Did you, did you ever watch the, uh, the video of him premiering the Hamilton song at the White House? Oh, yes. Oh, he, yeah. Um, before he really oh, starts no. piecing this together to be a musical, he, like, thinks it's going to be a concept album, and he premieres it at some, like, poetry jam at the White House in front <laughs> of the Obamas, and he's, like, he does this whole really whack speech where he's just, like, this is about, like, the guy who I think embodies hip-hop. It's Alexander <laughs> Hamilton, and you're, like, why? And he's, Ew, like, because he, he wrote a lot, and that's how he saw salvation and getting himself out of poverty so this is about alexander hamilton and you watch as like this song it's essentially the same song it's nothing particularly you know outrageously different uh gets laughed at by the crowd that has like (laughs) they laugh so many times the energy of a teacher who's trying to connect with their students and being like you know who wrote the first hip-hop album shakespeare shakespeare (laughs) (laughs) 
it's that that thing you said, Evan, is so illuminating because like it really okay, as someone who doesn't know a ton of musical theater, I only know two major black creatives in musical theater or people of color, Lynn Manuel Miranda and Stu. And it's like it it Stu. it comes across Stu. Yeah, Stu is so good. Uh Stu did Passing Strange. He's oh, like okay. a wonderful he is a wonderful like musician. It's he's amazing. But like it feels like Lynn Manuel Miranda is almost like has like passes this like presumption on like black quote unquote black culture like he's ashamed of it you know what i mean yeah. like he's just like well he's not no, we need to do better he's like a rich kid right like he's not a he's he's i don't really know his background but it sure feels that way <laughs> as far as i know he is like a uh he's from washington heights i think but there are really rich parts of washington heights. A, he's he's in he was raised in inwood let's be clear oh, okay <laughs> uh he his uh what school did his he go? His son to? was a Democratic Party, or his uh, his father was a Democratic Party cons- consultant who advised uh, Ed Koch. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's Oof. that's pretty high up. Mm-hmm. Where did nice. where did he go to school? Does it say what high school did he go to? Hunter. Oh, okay, yeah. With I mean, he's Chris Hayes. He was, yeah, he went to Hunter High School, which is where Andrew Yang went, also. Uh, and Immortal Technique, apparently. <laughs> that's right. And yeah, uh, what an odd man Hunter out in that a, situation. Jesus Knight. Yeah, Hunter is a it's a magnet school, which means that he was well off enough to have early education enough to have, you know, tested into a magnet school. So right. yeah, and then he, he went. To, comes from a pretty good. And then he went to Wesleyan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So did Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his dad was Ed Koch's advisor. Like, yeah. come right. on now, he's yeah. he's a fucking he's an op. Yeah, and that's the, I think what it feels like. This feels like something where, like, like you guys said, like this is a this is a play about let's reform the sort of baseline understanding of the American dream, and like let's right. make it. And it's funny because we didn't. I didn't watch this. Did you guys watch it on Disney Plus? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So we didn't get to see. Thing. Yeah, we watched. <laughs> I downloaded it because I'm not gonna fucking pay for Disney Plus. But I. <laughs> I um, we- I heard that there was like a, a disclaimer <laughs> that Lin Manuel Miranda gives before on Disney Plus. They wrote about it in a lot of the reviews I read, where he's basically like, "Listen, I know a lot of stuff is going on <laughs> in 2020, Ooh. so uh, the police but, you know, did a thing." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, uh, this play was written about how history is remembered and how you know things are remembered, and it's 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 a different time, but I think it speaks to all the times, um, and it just feels people were commenting about how he it seems pretty defensive, <laughs> mm-hmm. like he's like uh, you know, I know it's not the most yeah PC play right now, but uh, it feels so ill suited for the moment, right? Right. Because it it represents this time where like we were just kind of rounding out the Obama years. We're heading into what everybody thinks is going to be the Clinton years, and this is kind of trying to redefine patriotism for a generation of woke liberals to kind yes. of be like, it's okay to love our foundation. See, it's black and brown people. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you're okay to like this. It's totally fine, you know. And just looking at some of the stuff that doesn't hold up now, like. I I noticed in the the French Revolution debate between Jefferson and and Hamilton 
there's some line where Washington is like, uh, where oh, Jefferson says something like, they're rising up against their oppressors, and Washington's like, they're rioting. There's a difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't have put this out. <laughs> I you wrote that down. Have this <laughs> out. It's such Formerly an woke King George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an incoherent thing to be like, this is about how history is remembered, because like, what history are you remembering and what are you trying to say about history being remembered? Like you're literally just perpetuate you're you're perpetuating a myth, but also adding black and brown people to it that were never there. You know what I mean? Like it's right. like I don't know what sort of statement like when he says how history is being remembered, if you think about it for more than ten seconds, it makes no fucking sense. It yeah. makes <laughs> negative sense. I feel like something that I found grating overall was that um it seemed like it was like a a musical that was made to be gift on Tumblr, you know, like those those like <laughs> immigrants, we get the job done, right? oh, that kind of right. shit. Where they're talking about, yeah, like you said, a slaver from the Caribbean and a French aristocrat. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's... using the language of you know poor people and immigrants, especially mm. now as there's like gassing immigrants at concentration camps on the border and then just like pretending that literally anyone who comes from a country to another country for any reason did completely ignoring and flattening the circumstances and context and 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 class is just so fucking irresponsible uh, but it's not just irresponsible it's specifically ideological and this is like mm-hmm. you can't give this any amount of leeway here or good faith of like maybe they were trying to be nice like it's specifically an ideological project to make this specific type of genocide and oppression seem cool and I kept thinking and I know this is like a bit of a hack comparison but I kept thinking like these are these are people who committed genocide like you can't do an all Jewish play of Hitler coming to power you know what I mean like what would that mean what would be good about that like it doesn't I guess it would be uh, the producers right yeah exactly (laughs) Taika Waititi's working Um, on it right now um, (laughs) it's 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 interesting you bring that up because like in the in the Hamilton mixtape I've literally just thrown this video up Uh, they have a version of immigrants we get the job done that's his music video of like people in in boxcars crossing the border uh, immigrants in sweatshops, like uh, creating American flags, no. excited to get the job done. And, and people in butcher, like immigrants in butcher shops, like doing textiles and cutting yeah. and cutting meat, and like um, being like care workers and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, I see exactly what you're doing. You're like, you're ultimately making an argument on top of everything else that immigrants are all, are only worthwhile. <laughs> um, because they suffer so that they can come here and do like wage yeah. slavery, yeah. right? And it's you gotta like, loop that line behind uh, behind footage of women jumping out of the triangle shirt. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Jesus Immigrants, we get the job done. It is. Yeah. It's so like I remember when the um, coup was happening in Bolivia, um, and like the Christian fascists were like taking over, and people were like, "We're really not listening to the experiences of like South Americans right now." And it's just like yeah like yeah. former nazis in argentina like having a perspective yeah. on this Fucking is not Fusano's we must Miami. listen to the, yeah we must listen to the boys from brazil yeah. uh, the clones of hitler <laughs> i i think one aspect of hamilton that like i mean is ultimately poisonous but drew me to the work in the first place was this kind of like 
notion of like America is still a place of like meritocracy where you can like achieve this level of like individual achievement and social status if you just work hard enough and you read enough yeah. books mm-hmm. and you're epic right <laughs> and it's like oh people liked Alexander Hamilton because of his ideas right and he was such a smart guy and he could really figure things out and he was like this like you know oh great statesman and everything but like it's it's just yeah that kind of rehabilitation of you know hierarchical power structures that ultimately exist for a colonial project to capture territory from like other like spain and france and like you know conquer indigenous land like i one part of me is glad that hamilton exists because i think this may guarantee that we don't get a canadian version um (laughs) of like john a mcdonald uh because boy the i'm not looking forward to the musical number about him starting uh indigenous residential schools and uh kickstoffing a program of cultural genocide across the country or starting the northwest mounted police to you know clear the plains not looking forward to that musical but lin-manuel miranda if you're working on it please stop please don't release it on disney plus a Louis Riel musical would be fucking awesome. There's an though. opera. Because he's, oh, he's there? a hero. There's there's a lot of great Louis Riel material out there, but hopefully there isn't going to be a rehabilitation starring people do of you, color of the man who hung him. <laughs> do you want to uh, tell so. the, the Americans who Louis Riel is if they don't know? Oh, yeah. Uh, Louis Riel was uh, a Métis uh, leader, hero, slash prophet, question mark, uh, who basically like was instrumental in the founding of the province of Manitoba, uh, which at the time was like, like a the birthplace of the Métis people, uh, who are like who are French like, and indigenous. Yeah, like a recognized like indigenous group that isn't just like mixture. Yeah. It's like it's a unique cultural identity. Um, and yeah, there was like the Northwest Rebellion against the Canadian government, uh, where the cops came to murder them. Um, and uh, yeah, John A. Macdonald was just like. Well, what if you were hanged? Um, so, yeah, Canada sucks. <laughs> and, uh, I'm not looking forward to, you know, our revisionist cultural programs, yeah. which may already exist, uh, or at the very least are being worked on during COVID right now. No, death to Canada oh, as well as America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Solidarity. Well, with that, I guess, would we recommend it? <laughs> Hamilton. That I'd is. say sure. Why not? <laughs> Throw it on. Have fun. Don't pay for Don't. Disney Plus for this. <laughs> no. Do not pay for Disney Plus for this. Illegally download it. Or I would. I would recommend listening to the soundtrack. I still think it's got a few bops on it. Yeah. Do the dishes kinda- to it. That's kind yeah. of, if you're if you're gonna subscribe to Disney Plus, just subscribe to Disney Plus so you don't have to torrent, you know, sixty gigs of The Simpsons or whatever. But like, <laughs> you know, I think Hamilton's worth worth watching uh, or consuming exactly once just to understand a like the sickness that is America, but also understand what everyone's talking about. Um, like it's such someone on Twitter referred to um, Harry Potter as the Quran and Hamilton as the Mecca, which okay. I think is the most like incredible insight <laughs> where it's just like you read this book and then you travel to New York, you pay thousands of dollars <laughs> and you go see Hamilton because it's the thing you have to do if you're like a good woke liberal. You know right. what I mean? It's like it's so yeah, to understand it, I really think people should watch it because it is I don't see how anyone could with like any knowledge of American history could reasonably like it right like how do you read Howard's in and then go to this like you can't there's right. no way I don't think that that's on the program of most uh, fans of Hamilton like a Zinn Hamilton all, double no. feature <laughs> that would be great though that would be awesome do that please <laughs> yeah I don't need to listen to both I, I, I don't think I'll be listening to this uh, or watching this show again 
but you can if you want. Yeah, I just want to stress to the listeners that this is fucking terrible. Like, I wanted to... <laughs> I, I honestly was, like, trying to think about how I could not finish it and still do this episode. Because <laughs> by, by the second song, I literally was, like, texting Jeremy, like, I can't... I don't know if I can do this, man. Like, it's so fucking relentless and jackhammering to your eardrums. It's really... If you... I couldn't handle the music. It's so bad. Lin-Manuel Miranda is so swaggerless and cringe. Uh, It's very difficult to watch. So if you like Broadway musicals or you don't like Broadway musicals, please skip it. Uh, (laughs) um, Maybe read the lyrics if you want to get a sense of why it's bad. But I think we did a pretty good job, guys, telling everyone why it's... uh, a sickness and and a and a propaganda piece. Um, so yeah, please don't watch it. Is my is my watch take. watch West Side Story instead. A much better Bardo yeah. show about race. Or, or, or Spike uh, Spike Lee's Passing Strange is very good and available yeah, on or, HBO um, Max, I believe. Or a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. A better show about class. Yes, <laughs> Laura. Here's a powerful question for you. So, of course, we did an episode about cats. That was the last time we talked about kind of musicals, oh, uh, yes. the stage, uh, translating it to film. Hamilton or Cats? Cats, hundred percent. Cats. I haven't seen Cats. It's a nightmare, but it's funny. Yeah, and and it's not and ideological at all. It's <laughs> it's purely apolitical. Mm-hmm. It is about cats and. <laughs> and being jellical. <laughs> That's it. And this movie, not jellical. Not jellical at all. Extremely unjellical. Confirmed, confirmed not jellical. Um, there, is, there is an actual, actual good like uh, miniseries about American history with Paul Giamatti, directed by Tom yes. Hooper. Yes, John Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, John Adams, Adams is sick. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, and Paul Giamatti's performance is like a career-defining performance. Oh it is God. actually so fucking good but um yeah i highly recommend that because it's like an incredible series it's not afraid to like talk about john adams like his personal like abolition politics but also his like you know economic like succumbing to the economics of like slavery right and stuff like that like it's a very complex and interesting series that's i would say like a pretty genuine articulation of the politics of american revolution american empire um, and uh, yeah, it's definitely worth watching. Not this. <laughs> and it's not afraid to make John Adams look like a huge pain in the ass, which he was. <laughs> you know, that's the best part of it is that like this tries to make Hamilton seem like he's cool and nobody else gets him. <laughs> the cool thing about John Adams is just like, no, everybody gets that he sucks. He's a stick in the mud. He's a huge pain. <laughs> nobody wants to hang out. <laughs> yeah, it's also weird that people say like he everyone liked Alexander Hamilton when he like absolutely had no shot at being the president and like no one wanted to vote for him and he was a huge fucking he's basically the elizabeth warren of his time yes 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 Yes. claiming claiming like poor oppression and like actually i'm not american i'm an immigrant to be a person of color yeah (laughs) how wow chow and just being Uh, like i'm actually i have a binder that says that we need to tax the south or whatever (laughs) fuck off alexander hamilton you can go suck he was also a piece of shit politically uh like all these things in the in the musical about like oh man hamilton was just slighted by his political enemies the man took out like entire page prints in the paper to talk about why his opponents were of bad character and yeah. like cavorted with whores or whatever like he's 
yeah, it's like completely the original, eliminated. The original, yeah, yeah. They, they brush past all these, yeah. all these political failures of his and be like, you know, they just didn't get him. They didn't understand what he was going for or whatever. <laughs> and, and, and this whole thing is supposed to be like, what a, you know, quintessential American founding father. If he got his way... We would be a completely uh, irreparably fucked country. We'd have a monarchy. He wanted George Washington to be president for life. <laughs> what Real a kingship. fucking idiot. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Hamilton, right. everybody. Thanks so much for doing this collaborative episode. Kino Lefter, Laura, Abdul, Thank and you. Evan. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. I guess you want to do plugs besides your show? No. <laughs> I have nothing to advertise besides I mean, listening to the us- smash hit non-award winning podcast <laughs> Kino Lefter. You can you can follow Kino on Twitter at Kino Lefter. You can follow the three of us at Socialist Raptor, at McDonald Tweets, and at underscore Saturn Returns. And that's pretty much the extent of our pluggables. Oh, and you can give us money on Patreon if you want. All Only right. three dollars. Well, you, can- you can't afford not to do it. <laughs> Yeah, three dollars. It is. It is Jeez cheaper Louise, than at these yeah. rates <laughs> in this economy. All podcasts the must go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you can follow for the Kino Lefter uh, audience. You can follow me at Kino Matagraphy uh, on Twitter. You can follow Jeremy at Jeremy Thunder on Twitter. You can follow our show uh, at Gen Loss Pod. Uh, you can uh, give us money on Patreon at patreoncom loss. You can listen to my other show, BP Bledis. You can listen to Jeremy's other show, Ballin' Out Super. Um, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's all. We got a Discord. Uh, rip, rip the BP Bledis Twitter account, by the way. Very disappointed. Oh, to see oh it yeah. Go. Also, it's suspended. I don't know why. Maybe we'll make another one. Who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck at Jack. Selling out. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening. This is really fun, guys. Uh, we will see you next time. You know, sometimes the subject matter in a show demands race-specific casting or gender-specific casting, um, and I get that. But when you're in high school, I think those rules should be suspended. I believe that when you're in high school, you should be able to play whatever role you want. You know, I want every high school in the world to do in the Heights. I get a lot of tweets from people being like, I wish we could do in the Heights, but our school's too white. That's... As a Puerto Rican son in Fiddler on the Roof, um, I know I loved doing that. I loved that I got to play Conrad Birdie and that I got to play Captain Hook. I'm writing a musical about Alexander Hamilton right now. It's about our founding fathers, and uh, it's a large, so far, it's largely a hip-hop song cycle. I'm not thinking um, in terms of race at all when I cast it. I'm going to cast the best rappers I can find, whether they're white or not. It's a thorny issue, but I think that race and gender should be considered the same way height and age are. They're a factor.